pull up a bar stool. Hello there, my friend. Welcome to the pub. John here, and we're going to talk about some stuff. We're going to talk about public speaking and preparing to speak. And really, you know, I'm, I'm not going to claim to be an expert in this in any way. It's going to be more about my lessons learned and how I'm preparing for an upcoming, uh, I guess, presentation, talk, session, whatever you want to call Call it um, at Social Media Marketing World 2015. So I'll talk a little bit about that event as well. I'll also talk about vacations, relaxing, letting go, and how you got to do that. And you got to have a backup plan in place. And really how you know, we as business owners, entrepreneurs struggle with this, but we got to get better at it. I'm also going to be talking about uh, how you got to be motivated by more than money. And um, kind of how that is connected to how my life is about to get crazy over the next six months. And then finally, uh, you know, honestly, we're, we're probably going to go beyond 30 minutes today. Talk about uh, creating an environment that is perfect for production and how I'm doing that. I'm hoping to do that and what exactly I'm doing. Are you ready? Pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumber.com and John Lumber Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. This week, just me and you, kid. And um, the, the fridge is running a little dry, so I'm not going to claim to have anything fancy here. Now, we're not going down to the Bud Lights just yet, though we do have some in there. Um, I have a feeling I've probably even had this before on the show. That's how long it's been since I've been in a liquor store. We're working a, a Scottish-style ale. It's a Laughing Lab out of the Bristol Brewing Company. So uh, this is what I will be working on for the next half hour, and my goal is to finish it by the time I'm done. Raise a glass. Cheers. Okay. You know what? It's not that bad. I like it. I like the laughing lab. So, you know, I've got a lot going on right now. As I prepare for Social Media Marketing World 2015, it's got me, and I will be speaking at it too for the second time in a row, second year in a row, which is awesome. It didn't used to be awesome, though, thinking about that. Understand, I am not a seasoned public speaker by any stretch of the imagination. Now, if you're going to go see me speak, I don't want you to be regretting that decision right now, thinking, oh man, this is going to suck. I still think you're going to enjoy yourself. But no, absolutely, it makes me nervous. I've long had a fear of it. Um, but I'm learning to enjoy it. But there, there, there's some things I've figured out though along the way. And actually, it makes me think of my freshman high school English teacher back when um, so I was a new kid in school. And so I was just awkward and uncomfortable like anyone anyway. But, you know, I didn't have really many friends. So I was nervous about being in high school and what people were going to think about me. And I think it was like a speech class or something like that. And um, at the time, we were supposed to do a lip sync. 
And for whatever reason, this made me really, really nervous. And uh, it's funny, though, because as a kid, younger kid, like elementary school kid, I loved lip syncs. Um, do kids still do these things? Because I felt like I, was, I feel like I was in a different, like two lip syncs every year. And, you know, if you, if you want to know what lip syncs I did, um, you, some of these you probably never heard of, but I did um, Jam On It by Nucleus. Yes, I did. Look that up. Google Jam On It. Um, I was the guitarist for 1999 by Prince. Yes, I was. Um, I did a song called We Like Ugly Women. Yeah, this was a little, little known song. Um, and I also did Money for Nothing. And man, there, there was at least one more. But anyway, so this takes me to my freshman year in high school. And I remember my English teacher. Because I just I was scared. I was even nervous just talking to him about it. And I, you know, I was probably teary talking to him about it. And he's like, you know what? Just make sure everything you do is prepared. So you can't just go up there with no with no expectation of what you're gonna do, because that's scary. But if you've got every step, every move planned out, you're focused on that instead of focused on what are these people thinking, you know, are they looking at me? So, and this is even better, but the song I ended up doing was Living with a Hernia by Weird Al Yankovic. And uh, I had the video for that on my VCR. Yes, VCR. And I replayed it over and over and over, trying to get Weird Al's steps as close to right as possible. Luckily, he wasn't Michael Jackson or anybody I'd had to, to, to copy. So, you know, it's funny thinking back on it, how scared I was of this and how I felt like I had to get that exactly right. But it, it worked out because of that, because I didn't just go up there unprepared. I went up there with a plan and something specific I was focused on and trying to do. And look, it wasn't the greatest lip sync in the world. I didn't get a standing ovation. It, it, uh, it wasn't like Napoleon Dynamite or something like that, you know. But uh, I survived. It was okay. It was fine. I'm sure it brought down the house, right? Well, well, we can retell that story. But that, that it really came down to that preparation. So, and not to say that I've learned that lesson, and and I do that every time where I don't wait till last minute. I am a chronic procrastinator, absolutely. And so, you know, and I want you to know this that especially when things look like everything's running smoothly and perfectly. Um, I am often waiting till the last minute. I know I get, got to get better at that. So, but when it comes to public speaking, you absolutely can't do that. You can't wait till the last minute or at least not the very last minute. Okay. So what I recommend is you pick a topic you already talked about. Um, so it doesn't have to be that you've talked about it in a speech, but you've, you've talked about it before, whether it's just with friends or coworkers or whatever, you just talk and talk. It's just easy to talk about. It's something you're passionate about. Um, and, and really, so the way I see it is you want to break it down then. So, cause you can't just like have this topic you talk about. You got to think about, you got to break it down into a pain. So what is it that people, you know, what is the pain that people can, um, associate themselves with 
uh, regarding this topic. What is the story that you can tell that is pretty much the bulk of this? So again, this, 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 this isn't just you up there reading from slides. Storytelling is important here. And then, you know, what is the solution? What are the results? Um, and <clears throat> so for me, I'm excited. I'm because I still kind of waited till I, I wait a little bit too long. Uh, I've been putting this off because technically, social media marketing world, social media examiner wanted this. Uh, I want all my slides in already, <laughs> but uh, it's not the. I mean, it's still got a couple weeks left. And um, but I've created an outline. I tell you, I was pumped when I was creating this outline. I could see it. I could see it happening. I could hear it. I could see the expressions on people's faces, and I just let it flow. I mean, I think part of it is that you can't just write it all out um, when you're not inspired. So when I say don't wait till last minute, you still you need to be inspired. You have to be inspired. So part of it could be you know spending some time brainstorming and just writing some things. When that inspiration hits, though. Push away all distractions and do it. So that outline, I am so excited about. And the other thing is like, because you got to get it on paper, get it down on, get it down digitally, whatever. Because when you have that inspiration, you think you're going to remember it, but you don't. Like, I swear, like I have this great, great thought about be somewhere else. And like, I'll remember this. Five minutes later, I'm like, what was that thought again? So you get immediately. And um, so I created that outline first. The slides will come next. Uh, I, you know, I've done the slides first before, but I just think you have to have a true plan. And that outline is broken up in two sections. So it's kind of like this podcast. It's, you know, I'm not reading this podcast. I have an outline uh, of sections and some individual thoughts I want to talk about. Same thing with this uh, this outline for my for my speech. Um, but the other thing is, you know, kind of prepare for some questions, some questions you want to ask the audience. So that's the way I'm going to open it is asking them a lot of questions. It, it first of all, gives me an idea of who I'm dealing with um, and how advanced they are, how, how aware they are of the topic, how well they know me. But it's also getting them involved and getting them involved early and also often. So it's not just them, just them that you're getting them involved, but Play off them and their emotions. Look to them. Get their reactions. It's not just you up there talking and reading. So you want to plan everything to a point, but also plan for spontaneity. I mean, I, I, that may sound counterintuitive and conflicting, but um, I've got. I'm going to have everything planned out to a T for the most part. But I'm also going to feed off of the way people respond. And I think you should be doing the same when you're planning this out. Um, now, one of the dangers, especially if you're nervous, is writing out these slides where every, like you feel like you have to have every word uh, memorized. So these, these slides are just filled with text and you're just reading. Let that go. Ultimately, you don't need to get every, hit every single word right. Um, your slides should be used as a guide to keep you on track. They're not your entire content. So you should know this content so well that the slides are there to just guide you along and keep people, you know, 
keep people moving too. Because if you just stay in the same slide the whole time, that's also boring. So moving along, I like to have quick slides, moving, moving, moving. And I'll have like just a few words on each slide. And like, and that leads me to talking about this. And then we move on to the next slide. And then we usually talk about that. And it should be natural, right? Um, so someone should not, here's the thing. Here's the way I look at slides. And this again, maybe kind of counter, because like a lot of times people ask, you know, can I get these slides separately? Like you could, but they're not going to be all that valuable to you. You should not, someone should not be able to look at the slides and know exactly what you spoke about. There should be a lot of like, you know, what's, what's the context here? What did you actually talk about? Um, Cause that you don't need every word there. Okay. Also do something fun, do something entertaining, something unexpected. All right. Um, there are a lot of ways to do this. Make sure it's natural and something that fits your style. I'm, uh, I'm planning on have, having a little fun. There's going to be a little experiment going on and uh, hoping for the best. But uh, this, again, you, you should approach this differently than you do even like a webinar because you got to feed on these emotions and, and keep people entertained. And uh, there's a lot more happening there. And, and finally, I'd say... Write and rewrite, okay? You're not done when you write out the slides the first time. Practice it by yourself and practice it for somebody else as well, if you can. I mean, last year I didn't, and it was fine. This year, we'll see. Um, I'm always kind of, I feel like I'm more nervous and more uncomfortable doing it for like, you know, a, a room of like one person or my family or something. I think it's weird, but, uh, but, but anyway, practice it either way. And it won't be until then that you can truly edit it because you will see beyond just reading, you know, you know, kind of looking at it to yourself as you practice it. You're like, yeah, it doesn't really flow very well. Let me move this slide here, that slide there or remove these slides. They're not really necessary. Um, And you got to time it, too. And you got to kind of have a buffer in there that you may be and may end up doing this faster in front of an audience. You may do it slower front of an audience so kind of plan that out because what you don't want is number one going over time but you also don't want to be rushed trying to make time and you also don't want to have 20 minutes left at the end and everyone's staring at each other so that my friend is the way I'm preparing for social media marketing world 2015 and I hope it sounds like I know what I'm talking about because for the first time in my life, I feel like I actually do when it comes to public speaking. And it feels good. It feels good when you feel prepared, especially as opposed to waiting until last minute and being scared of it. Because I tell you, that this kind of this has been hanging over me. It really, even before today, before I started recording this, like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I, gonna, I had a general idea. And it really wasn't until I talked to my business manager, my backup CEO, John Robinson, that he, he's been on me. He's like, you got to start working on this. And I actually did it. So raise a glass. Hope that helps you. Cheers. So yeah, this is going to be fun. You know, as I record this, and I, speaking of wait till last minute, sorry, my man, Dan, everybody knows Dan by now. I talk about him all the time. He edits my podcast. Um, I waited to, I, I completely forgot to record. I usually record every Tuesday and I was just sitting around today, Wednesday, and like, oh my God, sorry, Dan. <laughs> And uh, so, uh, my apologies, my friend. 
Um, but anyway, planning for Social Media Marketing World 2015 is going to be awesome. I got to tell you, I've talked about it a few times. I've been to a few events. And when it comes to social media marketing, if that is your niche, I'm not talking about content marketing. I'm not talking about just entrepreneurial stuff. I'm not talking about just podcasting. If it is social media marketing, so I'm talking mainly people like Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, you know, just kind of a combination of all that stuff. This is your event, period. I feel like I'm at like a college reunion when I go to this thing. It is the greatest thing in the world. It's the only event I can go to and also feel like, uh, and also it's like a huge ego boost. Like these people know who I am. It's crazy, and the only reason I, that's possible is because these are this is the I, this is the exact perfectly targeted audience for an event, and they do a really good job of attracting the right people. So it's amazing. I mean, everyone everyone's there speaking, and I'm really looking forward to it. Now, kind of you know talking about lessons learned with public speaking. I think the same thing is goes to events like this one. Um, I got to tell you, I don't know about you, but I don't really want to call myself antisocial. I, th- I think that's an excuse. The truth is that I'm uncomfortable around people I don't know, and I'm awkward. And now you think I'm a complete nerd. But just around people I don't know, that's absolutely the way I am. I'm like, I don't know how to act. I don't, I'm really not comfortable introducing myself to people I don't know. And so that has made for some very uncomfortable events in the past. This time, now I've always had some people around, you know, at social media, like last couple of years, I've had people from social media marketing world I was meeting up with, and that helps. But this time, I'm going to have friends with me. So John Robinson, who I men- mentioned here a minute ago, he's going to be there with me. Uh, Andrew Foxwell, who's you know more unofficially part of of the team, um, he's been on the podcast. He's going to be there. We're going to be like the three amigos, and um, these are the we're going to be kind of like that group that I'm usually jealous of when I'm wandering around by myself, uh, feeling like the kid that uh, you know is scared to talk to anybody. So, highly recommended that if you don't go with somebody. That you try to latch yourself onto somebody ahead of time, that that you know who is going. Highly recommended for shy, antisocial types like me. So you know the other thing is go to stuff, but don't feel like you need to go to everything. So you know you know I'm planning it out a little bit. I'm also planning for the unexpected, and you know whatever happens happens. But you know I'm going to plan to learn something. But I got to tell you, the best part for me is just the social stuff. It's, yeah, you know, I I think I learned something. The biggest thing I learned from going to sessions and other people hearing other people speak is seeing how they present themselves and how they do it. And my favorite person to listen to is Marcus Sheridan. And I sure as heck hope I get to see him talk again Uh, because I always learn something from that dude. So... You know, I, I think you know have a limited number of goals that you 
want to set for what you want to accomplish on it, but don't feel like you have to do everything. And honestly, I truly believe, and look, this may not be you. It, it kind of depends on the personality, but I really believe the most important part is being social. So go to the social events, go to the little things, talk to people, meet people. Um, don't do it with the expectation that you're trying to drum a business that's lame. But these are some, these could be some very helpful, important uh, friendships for you later on. Bottom line, have have a loose plan. You know, look look ahead at the schedule and what you plan to do and where, what are the social events, do I have to RSVP, all that kind of stuff. So for me, part of it, you know, I'm not going to do much work when I'm there. I'm going to prepare like my blog posts, my regular blog posts before I go. I'm going to prepare my Power Hitters Club, Club, Club blog post before I go because I do a blog post just for my Power Hitters Club members every week. I'm also because I also do also do a webinar for them every week. So I'll, I'll instead prepare a video for them because that goes on Wednesdays and that's smack dab in the middle of this thing. Um, so I, I'm not doing so much work while I'm there, but I'm gonna have fun and make it into a, into content. So you know, in the past I've <laughs> kind of planned on oh, I'm gonna do recaps of this and that session and that's like that's that's boring man um and it takes away from the fun of it all and then next thing you know you're spending hours writing and screw that um i'm planning on doing quick little bursts of pubcast style interviews so i'll find somebody hopefully like a chris brogan or um you know amy port now amy portfield's not even gonna be there oh but one of my friends I know, and I'll pull him aside and like grab a beer. Hopefully, I won't get completely wasted doing this. But grab a beer, join me for five minutes. I'm gonna ask you these two questions, and have a good old time. And either combine them into one podcast, one pubcast, or just do a whole bunch of quick ones. So I'm gonna do that. But ultimately, I have no real expectations, except that I expect to enjoy myself, and that's gonna lead me to the next point. I'm going to have a big gulp of Laughing Lab first. Cheers. Yes. All right. So that leads me to the other reason we're going on this. It's going to be a family vacation for for the family and I. For the family and me. I believe that's the proper way of saying that. Um, and so I really want to talk about, you know, as entrepreneurs and we're just we're always wrapped up in business and goals and feel like everything has to be perfect and we have a hard time relaxing and, and letting go. And you have to. You absolutely have to. Now, I also make no mistake, I understand that we all have different lives, different goals, different things, different passions, different things that make us tick. So for some people, you truly enjoy your business so much that nothing else matters. And I can get that. Get behind that. Now, for me, and I'll get to a little bit more of this in a minute, but the reason I do my business, and I enjoy it, don't get me wrong, is to spend time with my family and have fun, man. So we're going to go on a vacation. We're going to go out there a week before I actually speak and hang out in San Diego. And um, I'm going to get as much work done as I can before leaving, but I'm going to do as little work as I can when I'm there. I'm going to see the sights with my family. I'm not going to be cooped up in a room. I will do less. 
something will slip. And you know what? It's going to be okay. You got to say that. You got to tell yourself that. Maybe repeat it a few times. It's not going to be perfect. Things are going to happen. It's going to be okay. Now, it's also why I now have a team. I haven't always had a team, and I understand that everyone can afford to have a team. But I know that my business will not implode. Even though if you don't have a team, I, I, I truly believe that this is a time to let your customers, your audience know that um, you're going to be less available during this time and maybe have that in your autoresponder on your email and you say, I'll get back as soon as I can. But hopefully you understand and your true customers will. Um, but So if you don't have a team now, though, I, I recommend you work towards having one or work towards having some sort of of a backup plan when you're away, whether it be this autoresponder or, or warning to your customers that you're going to be away and, or something, because you need to enjoy it. Um, this is one of, one of the reasons I do what I do is to, this is what motivates me is to enjoy times like this with my family. And that's what's going to lead me to the next part. I'm telling you. I feel like I've had a quarter of the beer with each gulp. That is perfect. We'll have one more gulp. Cheers. So close to finished. All right. So a couple more points here. Um, That leads me to motivation. And, I mean, this is something that I think I've realized from the get-go. And I also have unique perspective that... I, don't know, I, feel, I feel like everybody has a story, though. I'm not going to say that I'm much different than anybody else, but you know, I think it's helpful to have experiences that mold, you know, what is mold you into understanding what is important in life. And the fact that, for example, our oldest son had cancer, I mean, that kind of changes everything. It changes your outlook on on what's important, on you know why certain things are important, aren't important and um, helps you realize why you want to do what you want to do. And bottom line, and this is, again, it's me, it's not, it's not necessarily you, but in my opinion, you just have to be motivated by more than money. You got to be. Because the money thing is empty, man. I mean, not, I'm not saying money is not a factor in anything, because it is. Like, in order for me to spend more time with my family, I really need to make more money. But every decision I make, it really, this is absolutely true. Every decision I make regarding my business, regarding anything I do, um, is with this time of year in mind, okay? So starting you now when you hear this it might be friday it might be saturday baseball season for my kids officially starts this weekend so i have three boys they all play baseball the two oldest ones are a little bit more advanced in baseball right now youngest one is seven gonna, gonna be seven this year and so he's still doing you know stuff that's a little bit isn't isn't quite as uh competitive it's, it's more casual the two older ones they're competitive and they're year round and all that kind of stuff so their first tournaments are this weekend. So my life is about to get crazy. 
So the thing is, this doesn't this time of year though does not sneak up on me. Every single decision I make is with this time of year in mind. It is. It's absolutely true. Whether it's partnerships, public speaking, traveling, any commitments. And that's why I say no so freaking often. And you know what? It's so freaking liberating. I, I, honestly, one day, go through your emails, all, all these people just asking you to do stuff, just reply to all of them, just say no. You'll feel awesome. Because it frees up your mind, um, frees up your calendar to do the things you want to do. And I'll repeat this over and over and over. Uh, advice from my man, John Robinson, and that guides me on a daily basis. Ask yourself, does the thought of doing this uh, energize me? If not, don't do it. And that's why I say no to nine out of ten things, if not more than that. So anyway, always had the baseball season in mind because it's crazy. Not only are they playing 60 games or whatever, I'm going to be coaching. Um, part, some of it I'll be assistant coaching. Some of it I'll be the head coach. Either way, I'm going to be crazy involved, and that's why I do what I do. But you need to decide what motivates you. Envision what you desire and envision the motivation, the big why, and allow that to guide you. Not the money, usually. I mean, maybe money guides you. I don't know. But allow that big why, that end goal, why is you do what you do, guide you in making those decisions. So this weekend, our boys' baseball season's officially get underway. Our lives are about to get crazy. I work from home because of this time of year. I started my own business because of this time of the year. I rarely travel because of this time of year. I have created a scalable business that requires less of my time, less maintenance, less production because of this time of the year. And honestly, one of the things that my friend John, again, I keep bringing him up, John Robinson, one of our goals was to basically take, whether it's this summer or what, eventually get to the point where I'm taking the summer off. So maybe now it's going to be a matter of close to taking a month or two off or whatever. Um, because that is my life, right? Business is important. It's the engine that makes everything else possible. But my life is not enjoyable if I can't spend it with my family. And, dude, and I'm, I'm realizing this more and more every year. It's not going to last forever, man. My oldest is 13, going to turn 14 this summer. Yes, healthy, healthy. 14 this summer and going to high school next year. That scares the hell out of me. So you got to enjoy it, man. Um, I'm going to talk about one more thing. I know we're past 30 minutes. I do not care because I think this is an important one. And I got to have an excuse to finish my beer. Cheers. That may be the first time I finished a beer before getting through the final section of the podcast. So I think that may be a walking advertisement for Laughing Lab right there. It's a good sign, Laughing Lab. I don't laugh at you. All right, so 
something has been going on in my house. And I would say something that is kind of a, a benefit of business going well. Uh, we bought our house five years ago. And at the time, we had moved around so many times. I mean, if you know my history, I mean, again, I've been laid off twice. Um, I had a lot of crappy jobs. Um, I ended up doing an awesome job that I loved, but it was in New Jersey, so we only did it for um, like two and a half years. But I've forced my kids to live in so many different houses. And But when we finally moved here five years ago, I can't believe it's been five years, you know, we saw it as like the perfect uh, skeleton, the perfect framework. Like this is, this is like at the end of a cul-de-sac. It was in, you know, easy walking distance to the elementary school. Um, Nice yard. And it wasn't exorbitant by any means, right? That had a lot of basic features, amenities, whatever. And, um, but it had a lot of room. It had an unfinished basement, for example. Okay, I'm getting to something here, trust me. But anyway, when we moved in, it was like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna finish that basement next spring, we said. And five, five years later, we are finally doing that. And big reason we're able to do it is because the business is doing well. But one of my goals in this process of finishing the basement is creating an environment that is perfect for production, okay? So I'll give you an idea of what I'm dealing with right now. I have a cluttered desk. Um, I think it was a Christmas gift for my wife that I actually cleaned my desk. Uh, it is now not clean. I share an office with my family. So on one side of the office is my desk. On the other side is the desk that my kids and my wife share. So, especially during the summer, there are kids and people coming in and out. The office also has a glass door, and it sits immediately outside the entryway to the house, no, excuse me, to the entryway uh, into the house from the garage. So you can imagine a lot of people going in and out, in and out, going right past my door, looking in, hi, Dad, hi, Dad. And uh, so not ideal, not ideal, especially during the summer. And, you know, we got a dog, people come, come to the door, dogs going crazy. Yeah. But the new office downstairs in the basement is away from everybody. It's going to combine. And the other thing is, before, like, you may have seen some old videos I used to do. Now, I haven't done videos in a while. Part of the reason is because it's inconvenient. I had a makeshift video studio in the basement. So an unfinished basement video, video studio. I do my audio up in this office, but again, not necessarily the best place because a lot of times you'll hear kids and dogs and stuff in the background. But now that downstairs room, there's gonna be a little room for myself. It's gonna combine my video studio and audio studio, I call it audio studio, but whatever, and writing and production. But more than that too. It's gonna have one big empty white wall for recording gonna have carpet for sound absorption I'll even have probably some artwork on the walls to uh, absorb sound for, for the audio and video stuff but it's gonna be like really simple there's not gonna be a lot of stuff in this room 
and it's going to have a standing desk. Again, we're not talking about creating an office that's going to be like this $10,000 office with all this crazy stuff in it. It's actually simplifying my life and putting the things that are important in there and understanding the problems I have right now. Like, I sit too damn much. So now I'm going to have a standing desk. But also in this room, I'll have a beanbag chair. Just a simple little beanbag chair that can move around and stuff, but so I can relax sometimes too. But I also, one of my weaknesses is uh, not staying active. Treadmill will be in that room. The office will be decluttered and have only what I need to be productive and without distractions. It doesn't mean designing a new room for you, like when it comes down to this, right? So you don't have to do, you know, so, oh, honey, it's time, John told me time to finish the basement, create a whole new office for myself. That's not, that's not what I mean. Um, I'm glad we're doing it. But if I, and, and especially because if I know that, look, I haven't done it otherwise. I haven't created that sanctuary for myself, and I should have because it's not an ideal working condition. And I, you know, whatever. But so it doesn't mean design, designing a new room, but create a space for yourself for production, free of distractions. Got it? Good. All right. So I've called the bartender over, asked for our tab. She's a nice bartender. It's, sometimes it's a dude, sometimes it's not. She's very nice. I appreciate her. Um, so I think what we're going to do today, I'll pay for your drink, but you get the tip. She deserves it, man. Um, before we go, just a quick shout, man. If you are going to be at Social Media Marketing World, please, please, please let me know. Tweet me at John Loomer. Send me an email, email at info at johnloomer.com. Reach out to me somewhere. And uh, cheers me. We'll clean glasses, bottles, whatever it be. Um, we'll have some fun. Man. So thanks for, for uh, sticking around this week. It's a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed this one. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.